Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kel on Earth Revisited, where you will travel with me, Kelly Karg, back through my time and musings as I celebrate not only my 40th year, but the milestone of 100 chapters of the original blog. I have started from the beginning and continue to move through 14 years of observations as I find my voice and my place in the world and to reflect on who that person was. So come with me into year three and celebrate the achievement of longevity and literacy. I never thought Kel on Earth would still be here. Part three, chapter six, October fun time, January, 2011. Um, this one is coming a bit late, nearly three months, but you won't judge me, will you? Especially because I've got chapters in the works that were lost in the archives since Myanmar. Uh, it's tough being a historian of my own life, you know. Oh man, does Kelly need a holiday? Singapore has been a pile of something stinky and only after doing a thorough search through my bewildered psyche do I find actual progress. It's been getting better but feeling too much like the States for some reason and with the lack of easy access to escape his sanity. I've been in that tiny country for far too long in one spell and Chiang Mai and Jeanette offered a chance to decompress. Of course, a chance to decompress, Kelly jumps at with excitement of a half-starved lion, so obviously the night before my 7 a.m. flight is when I decide to party into the wee hours. It wasn't totally my fault, though. Vern and Afra were in town, and we had to hang. So, when 3.30 rolled around and I was still at McDonald's getting my bearings, I rolled my eyes and prepared to have a very long Saturday. Oh, airports, land of the tired diaspora, as they wait in queues, hours long, eventually taking them to a step closer to their final destination. Even with all the flights I have taken, simply getting from Singapore to Chiang Mai felt as if I had traveled the world twice. Lots of alone time and hoping Jeanette would make the flight, sitting in uh, my very stylish yoga pants and wool sweater uh, while trying not to pass out and drool on my neighbor, defined my morning. Upon her arrival, continuous chatter, alighting from one topic to the next, was how we passed the time all the way to Chiang Mai. Then a way too long search for a taxi while I was dressed in said yoga pants, which didn't improve my mood despite the lovely atmosphere of Thailand's north, because we were to meet the wicked bitch of the north in the form of our guest host manager. I have never met such a nasally, whiny Thai male in all my experience with the country. Seriously, our room wasn't reserved correctly and the one we had reserved was taken because the other guests who wouldn't leave, uh, even though he was the manager and he'd already asked. But it isn't my fault. None of it was his fault. Uh, so fine then, can we at least get a discounted price on the room since this was not our mistake? No, cannot. Ugh, long story short, we get another room at the original price and only stay one night. It was sad because it was on a recommendation of a friend of the owner of the guest house and it was disheartening to know that some higher level employees just sucked. The longest day ever ended finally after an amazing Thai dinner with a friend of Jeanette's who not only was from Chiang Mai, but even had a car. Oh man. And after a fab massage, I was finally allowed to go to sleep. Sunday, I must say, was one of the good ones. Getting up early, nice and refreshed, finding a new place to stay without the wicked bitch, and getting on the road to some touristy fun is good times. Actually, the initial bike ride gave cause for concern since my bike was completely useless, with the seat pointing so far up it destroyed both my momentum and my pelvic floor. 
I felt stupid and made Jeanette change with me once I stopped for the sixth time. Our guide was then made to fix it, even though he was already whining about his back and his legs. We made him pound down the seat a bit till it became more rideable. After that, so much fun. I got picks upside down and backwards. Our guide kept screaming, three, now two, every time he passed one of us. Only much later did we realize and therefore start joining him that he was racing us. Oh, screaming out what place he was in. Got it. Okay. Either way, the bike ride was beautiful, and we really enjoyed seeing so much of the country outside of a car. After a yummy lunch, we got all saddled up to go ziplining through the forest. We ended up going in a group with a bunch of Scandinavian boys, some of which were scared to death of heights. Any extreme activities for that matter? Well, they weren't alone. I definitely had some fear going into it, but not as much as I would have thought. It could have been the fact that the other people were more scared than me, isn't psychology awesome? Or it might have been an actual decrease in my fear of such things, such things since scuba diving. Who knows? Either way, I was able to jump from platform to platform and rappel from platform to lower one, platforms to lower ones. Weirdly enough, it was really fun, especially with a bigger group to laugh with. Later that night, after the daily massage, we went shopping in the incredibly frenetic and colorful night market. The wares they were selling were some of the most different and interesting that I've seen, and we couldn't get enough of the mango sticky rice, which for some reason we can't find anywhere else but in northern Thailand. As we sat down to enjoy said yumminess, we were given an excellent show by the best drag queens I've ever seen. For real. Up on that stage, they shook it and snapped it better than any of the four girl groups that preceded them. When they danced in sync to the uh, ANTM theme song for three minutes, I became their biggest fan. By Wednesday, we were getting settled into Pattaya, south of Bangkok, by bus. I decided that on the second leg of the Thai adventure would be uh, a bit more off the cuff, so from Bangkok, we took uh, a random bus to the south on the way to an island called Kochang. In Pattaya, we found what everyone finds, seediness. Lots of a general era of, I don't know, misuse, tired acceptance. A declining town that from the look of things is not faring as well as Phuket, its neighbor across the peninsula. Food was okay, beach was okay, generally nice people and lots of half-Thai children. The drive to Kochang was a good one, full of CCR, though it started to rain and didn't stop for the remainder of our time down south. Kochang was beautiful even if we didn't get to see it all in all of its splendor, but the rain made our driving difficult, as well as the ground unstable on the coast, since several bungalows with their inhabitants were washed away a few nights before we got there. The highlights for me were the many times Jeanette worked her magic on some western locals that got us crazy deals and a chauffeur for several appointments. She's amazing with stuff like that. The one regret of this trip? Not nearly enough mango sticky rice. All right, so begins the phase where I actually enjoy my time in Thailand. Now that I'm in Singapore, uh, I've returned to Thailand. I think it's mostly to avoid Bangkok, <laughs> but to actually be there as a tourist and not as a forced visa supplicant. So my October fun time, my first break from Singapore from mid-July, I think, was when we went to October. So that's yeah, I, it doesn't sound very long, but apparently I felt like uh, it was interminable. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm happy that I say it's tough being a historian of my own life. 
because I'm getting annoyed with how much Kel needs to say, oh, it's coming late. Oh, you know, sorry for this. Da, da, da. But again, I'm, I'm moving slowly away from the phase of letter writing. And I'm realizing here in my third year teaching abroad that I am, I'm becoming my own historian of my own life. And what am I doing now? Um, 10 years later, 12 years later, uh, but not doing the same thing. I am still here to be a historian of my own life and, and to acknowledge the ups and downs and acknowledge the learning that needs to, that obviously must come uh, when we look back like this. So yep, off to Chiang Mai, um, Northern Thailand, super fun. I'm going with Jeanette, J-A-N-E-T-T-E. At this point, uh, Jeanette Slifko. Uh, She is a friend from Myanmar. And at this point has, is still in, I think still in Myanmar, which is why this year, I think her and I travel a couple of times. Not only do we have this October trip to Chiang Mai, but my next chapter is also with Jeanette Slifko. Uh, I call her Miss Desi in, in my outro uh, because that is her married name. So uh, October Chiang Mai. Um, yeah, wow, I have some pretty fun pictures of this time. I have pictures from this uh, party fun time in Singapore with former colleagues and new friends. And I was absolutely up and out at 3.30 in the morning when I had a flight at 7 a.m. So um, yeah, I, that, was, that was choices. That was, that was choices. This was what, 2010? So I am 28 nearly 29 when that's the choice that's being made. You know what? Um, party on Wayne, you know, um, it was, it was fun, but that I, that day, I'm glad it's here. That day was particularly hard, uh, because it wasn't easy for some reason. You'd think that getting from Singapore, basically directly straight North, uh, into Chiang Mai wouldn't be a big deal, but, uh, apparently it wasn't. Um, I did not remember this bitch of the North at all. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that I, I still, I still don't remember this experience. Um, maybe because we've had several of these kind of, uh, people in our lives. Uh, what I remember from this trip was a lot of Thai massages. Like I, I, I make an illusion. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the daily Thai massage or the daily massage. We went back to our that massage place every day. I think one day we even went twice because it was, and if you haven't had a Thai massage, it's definitely one that you need to trust the person who's, who's giving it because literally people are standing on you and really finding, using their body weight to, to relieve pressure and stress from your joints and from different muscles and it just feels lovely. Uh, my favorite aspect of this trip, um, was the bike ride that we had. Uh, again, I'm glad I can't remember, uh, the pain of that particular bike. Um, 
but it was very it was very joyous for us to just be outside and and flying down hills and around corners and um you'll see the photo uh from this in in the uh, photo for this episode uh <laughs> taking pictures upside down and just being generally ridiculous um super fun uh zip lining super fun these are all things that i probably wouldn't have done on my own and so this is why i'm realizing i'm coming into the place in my life where i'm realizing i need a travel companion for a lot of these experiences because uh i am kind of a homebody so if somebody's like hey do you want to do this thing i'm always the one to be like yeah let's do it at least towards the beginning of the trip um and but it usually has to come from somebody else or i if i'm put in charge then i need to be like okay this sounds cool this sounds cool does it sound cool to you and if there's even a little bit of hesitation i'll be like ah never mind it's fine <laughs> oh and the mango sticky rice I, I, it's something that i don't think can be explained y'all if you've had it you've had it if you haven't you don't know it's it doesn't sound like it's that special but it's literally just rice and a ripe mango or sometimes uh the mango sticky rice can be done with a with a green or a, a, a unripe mango but i i prefer it that's um it's not overly ripe but just perfectly ripe you know well it's a perfect dessert so it's got to be perfect right and then a little bit of um sweetened condensed milk i ju- you just you just don't know unless you know just a, but not a lot it's not it's not a syrup it's not this big thick bleh. it's just it makes the the rice that much more sticky and that much more sweet and then the the sweet of the mango it's a like texture you've got the rice texture and you've got the mango texture and it's it's refreshing in a way that it almost shouldn't be but it's the the um components are are so simple i don't know it's just amazing um and this this trip uh took us to kochang um and down south along along the the water uh so like i say the neighboring um phuket and different things like i i i find the southern and again it may, it's probably not everywhere but even in even in phuket at the time it was it's hard like during the there are cities and we all know them there are cities there are places where in the daytime things just look seedy and at night things are seedy but they're exciting but the darkness kind of covers it up and the neon lights and it's fun and flashing and exciting parts of bangkok look this way which is why i had issues with it but you know it's not just thailand everywhere we've got places where things are just kind of sad and like built kind of on a sex industry and uh, and it's not to denigrate the the women or or the children who whose fathers as i said in a previous chapter fathers may be around but it 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 looks away the the observable information where the women seem to be alone and working their butts off and trying to make a living with their half white babies it's it it makes me really sad and i don't like having that reaction because there's lots of interracial marriages that are very happy and that and that um 
and whose children are very happy, but like the, the optics of on a seedy beach, a woman selling sarongs with a white child, a half white child attached to her back. It makes me kind of hate my race or not race, my ethnicity. Though I know I have very, I hope, I don't know, I think I have very little to do with it that these white men come to town and just use people. Ugh, I don't know. Anyway, this is, this is a hard aspect of just, of sex tourism, man. And it's a reality of modern life. Apparently it's a reality of um, human history when people leave their hometowns and travel around there's exploitation that happens. Ugh. But on this trip, we saw some of that and we saw some really lovely people and we saw some really bitchy um, owners uh, or uh, managers of um, hotels and we saw people who were mourning the loss of their family who had been swept away in a landslide. Um, and so was, there was a lot of ups and downs on this trip, um, but I, I hope I don't just speak, I, I hope I can speak for Jeanette. Hi, Jeanette. When I say it was uh, um, a much needed escape from, and privileged escape from um, all of the new, 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 new of, of my new job and my new city, and it was nice um, spending time with somebody who knew me, or at that point didn't know me very well yet, actually. Uh, but we were exploring some of the, some of some different areas that brought us both joy. So very exciting. Um, and we, uh, you will see Chiang Mai again in these chapters because it it is definitely a place to visit anytime, in my opinion. Thank you so much for joining me here at Kel on Earth Revisited. I hope to see you next time where my travely adventures continue as I go into Laos and Cambodia. Hope to see you there. <laughs>